The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Monday, June 14th edition. Hope everybody had a great week, and I know I did here. I spent time with a little one. It was a great time. Kind of uh, didn't get to watch a ton of baseball. I followed it on my phone, got to watch the golf, all that good stuff. But it was fun kind of getting away, doing some family stuff, and just uh, relaxing a bit from everything. But if you did enjoy the games, it was a lot of fun. There was money to be had. There was home run derby for the Blue Jays. Blue Jays and Astros, those bats in fuego right now, just straight in fuego. But, uh, yeah, hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick if you have any questions or anything and join the free Fantasy DJ Slack chat. The guys were in there all week, and I was popping in and out, answering questions where I could. Uh, it was a great time, like I said, between the family, the UFC fights on Saturday night, like, holy bonkers, the stuff there. I used to do a UFC show. I know you guys don't really care, but uh, I love UFC. Big, big fan of UFC. Maybe one day we'll get back into that stuff, too, because uh, shows like that get me motivated to do it again. It got to the point where there's so many shows, it's just like, this is ridiculous. Like some of these cards are garbage, but uh, now now things are good. So that's good stuff there. Also, if you're in a season long fantasy baseball, the bench with Bubba podcast last week, Vlad Settler and MLB moving averages, big John stud. So go check those. I'll be back with you guys with two episodes this week. Recapping fab on Tuesday with Toby bat flip crazy. He'll be back and then a good show for you on Thursday as well. And I'll have you prepared for the U.S. Open with the P- always present PGA DFS podcast dropping for you guys Monday evening also. So check all that good stuff out. Hit me up on Twitter at BDNTrick. Give a rate and review to the podcast on iTunes. All right. Business out of the way. 13 games slated on a Monday. Big Monday. Slate. Last Monday, three games. Poo-poo. We got 13 games for you on a Monday. That's what we're here for. Totals on this slate. At least the totals we have for now. And there's still some pitching changes crazy because like, what DraftKings and FanDuel has on their site and what the books have and MLB.com, this stuff's all over the board right now on some of them, so keep that in mind. But Pittsburgh Pirates, Washington Nationals, over under 8.5. Cubs, Mets, over under 9. Jays, Red Sox, 10. Reds, Brewers, 9. Tigers, Royals, 9. Rays, White Sox, 7.5. Marlins, Cardinals, 8.5. Padres, Rockies, 11. Coors Field Special. Angels, A's, 8.5. Twins, Mariners, 8.5. Phillies, Dodgers, 9. Don't have a total on the Giants game. Or uh, I think there's one other game we're missing a total on as well. So keep an eye on all those. But if you pay attention to the totals there, most of them are nine or higher, which tells you pitching is not great, especially for a 13-game slate. It's pretty crazy. And uh, we have two guys facing off against each other in the same game, two of the top 
options on the slate. We have two guys over 10K, three guys 9,900 or above, two of those three in the same ballgame. And if you guessed right, it's a total of seven and a half in Tampa Bay and the Chicago White Sox and their great options. Tyler Glasnow, 10-7 at the Chicago White Sox. Glasnow has been nothing short of perfection. More often than I had one bad start at Toronto. Oh, you mean the team that just put up 17 on the, the, the Red Sox? They're hitting 12 home runs a game, it feels like. Oh, I'm so sorry. So sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you a reprieve on that one, Tyler. Don't you worry about that. But the dude's a strikeout machine. Like He's got eight or more Ks in all but two games in his last 10. He's got double-digit Ks in like seven of his last 10, six or seven of his last 10. And as we know, strikeouts are gold. Strikeouts are absolutely gold. He's going to face a White Sox team that over the last three weeks, though, only striking out 19.5% of the time for striking and pitching. Something to keep in mind there. 253 average, 180 ISO, 121 WRC+. plus. This White Sox offense is clicking. Not saying you can't strike him out. It's Tyler Glass now. Like, you, like aces get like exceptions to the rule. But keep that in mind. He's, he's a really, really strong play at 10-7. But honestly, Lance Lynn at 9900 bucks at home. I think I'm going to take him over Glass now in that matchup. Lynn's coming off four straight 24-plus point performances, six or more innings and three of the four starts. He's given up a total of two earned runs in those four starts, both on solo homers. So like he, if he, the ball stays in the ballpark, no runs are scoring lately. Six or more Ks and three straight starts for Lance Lynn. He has been outstanding. We talked about the White Sox against right-handed pitchers. Let's take Tampa Bay real quick. They're striking out 31.1% of the time over the last three weeks versus right-handed pitching. Quite the difference, quite the fantasy nugget there that we want to target those pitch those teams that strike out a lot. The Rays are striking out a ton. They are hitting 227, 139 ISO, 105 WRC plus. Not bad, a little above average. Okay. Lots of strikeouts. And that's what we want. If, if Lance Lynn they happens to give up a run or two, but he strikes out like eight plus, Yahtzee. So Lynn at 99, I like quite a bit in this one. Glassdown's a great play. Don't get me wrong. I would not be shocked if he goes out there and just shoves for seven or eight innings, 10 plus Ks, you know, 35 plus DK points. Not shocked. At the same time, the White Sox are sneakily hitting the ball well. Um, you never know what they can put together. So give me Lance Lynn. Hopefully lower ownership. That's the other caveat. When you have Glasnow versus Lynn, I think most are going to go to the Glasnow piece there. With Lynn being lower owned in the same matchup, give me Lance Lynn. Last thing I'll say about this game, if you're playing cash, you can play both. Don't worry about that. You can play both in cash. That's how bad the pitching is on a slate, so you can do that in cash. But in a tournament, give me Lance Lynn over Tyler Glasnow. Let's dance. Sean Manaya's 10-1. I can't do it. I can't do it at that price point. The Angels are striking out 25% of the time versus left-handed pitching over the last three weeks, but a 281 average, a 238 ISO, and a 143 WRC plus for the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim over the last three weeks versus left-handed pitching. The Angels, Justin Upton, Rendon's getting healthy. You got Ward, you got Max Stasi back, who's crushing everything. Something to keep in mind. Like I'm a, I usually like to target Manaya. I tip my cap. He's pitched very well of late. He's not 10-1 good. He, if he was like 85, we'd have a conversation. Not 10-1 good, and it also makes me kind of like the Angels as one of those sneakier, sneakier stacks on this slate. I don't think a lot of people are going to know those numbers. We just mentioned of how hot this Angels team is versus left-handed pitching. Very, very interesting stuff there with Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Okay, some other pitchers to target on this slate. Adam Wainwright, 8800 bucks at home against the Miami Marlins. Uh, Wayno. He's really hit and miss. He has 25 or more points in two of his last four starts. Those other two starts, 11.2, 14.5. He has a minus 5.6, but then a 29. He's all over the board. Really good ceiling, though, when it comes to Adam Wayne. Right now, you get a Miami Marlins team coming to St. Louis on the road, a team that strikes out 20% of the time versus righty, so not a big strikeout rate, and they're swinging it well, too. 
They're hitting 297 with a 146 ISO and a 140 WRC plus of late. You got Chisholm, you got Marte, bang, bang. And you got guys like Aguilar and Duvall that are swinging it well. So if you want to be contrarian with the Marlins, getting out of Marlins ballpark, St. Louis is still very, very pitcher friendly. It's not Miami friendly, though. So if you want to be different, you can go to, to uh, Miami at the same time. Wayno at 88, he's definitely an SP2 play. Pitching's bad on the slate. So you got to make a stand somewhere. Wayno at 88 is an SP2 play. Alex Wood, he's 85 on DK. He's 78 on Fandle. Our buddy Gutsman has already asked me in the, in the FSD Slack chat, what are we doing with him? I've watched his last two starts. It hasn't been pretty. It really hasn't. His his control's been a mess. His um, They're hitting him hard. He's not going deep into games. It's got the makings of we're going to see Alex Wood on the IL pretty soon, which we're used to year after year after year with Alex Wood, like pulling up his game logs right now on Fangraphs. And um, his last two starts, let's just narrow them down. Both starts in the month of June. Makes it even easier for us. So he pitched um, three and two-thirds, gave up seven and four walks against the Angels team. Smoked lefties. Here you go. Um, and then at Texas, five and a thirds, four earned three walks, but only two Ks in both starts. So that already out the gates. He's not getting the strikeouts like he was before. He's uh, he's only he has a ten percent K rate with a seventeen point five. He has a minus seven point five percent K to walk in those games. He has a six seven one FIP in those games. These are things we don't want to see. His xFIP six eight two. Um, his ERA is eleven, so I guess that's telling you there's positive regression coming. Still not great. And we look at Statcast seven point four percent barrel, thirty seven percent hard hit rate. Might give you some hope. So he's one of those guys, like there's some positives and there's some negatives with Alex Wood. Watching his starts, it's tough. The biggest negative for me, though, is he's not striking guys out. He's not fooling guys. He's getting two strikes on guys, and he's not finishing them like he was earlier in the season. And that's a big, big no-no. Um, if you want to take a chance because the pitching's this bad on this slate as an SP2, I'm there. He's going to come in probably lower owned than he should be against uh, against this ball club, but uh, against Arizona. But you, because it's an Arizona team, you know, I, I tweeted it out on Friday. They're striking out 25.5% of the time versus righties. They're hitting 261 with a 118 ice on a 93 WRC+. Plus. So you can pick on Arizona. Maybe they get Alex Wood right. We need those strikeouts to show up. So if you want to use them in a tournament as an SP2 at 85, sure. Just know the risk that things are kind of looking icky for Alex Wood. Alec Manoa gets Boston at 8200 bucks. Manoa bounced back nicely in his last start. Uh, SP2 viable, 23.7% K rate for Boston. Over the last few weeks versus righties, just know Manoa went five innings, or Manoa went five innings in his last start and only threw ninety pitches. So maybe they stretch him out to hundred, or maybe they keep him around ninety. So keep that in mind with Manoa; he's got to be efficient to pay off. Again, pitching's bad on this slate, so you got to take your chances. The last guy I'm going to look to for now on this slate, unless we see some lineup changes, is uh, Gutierrez of the Reds, coming in off a nice start. He's six nine hundred bucks. Through seven innings, two earned, seven Ks against Milwaukee his last time out. He's basically put up 13 or more points in every start, put up 24 his last time out. He's shown some strikeout upside, just a matter of getting it together, not walking, guys. He figured it out his last start, looked pretty strong. Now he gets the Milwaukee team take two, 22% K rate, 223 average, 185 ISO, 100 WRC plus over the last few weeks versus righties. So Gutierrez at 69 is a guy to keep in mind. And then we'll have to check lineups out and see where else we look. But pitching is really, really bad on this slate. So... Like Lynn and Glasnow up top, I want Lynn over Glasnow, both very good options. You got Wainwright, Wood, Manoa in the 8K range. I'd probably go Wainwright, Manoa, Wood, but Wood Wood might have the highest ceiling at lowest ownership type thing. We'll see. But I got, I'm got i probably going to have some Alex Wood. I'm just really torn right now because of what I've seen with my naked eyes, let alone looking at the stats. There's some good. There's also some really, really bad with Alex Wood. And then last but not least, Gutierrez of the Reds at, at $6,900. 
a guy we can uh, definitely take a look at. Let's look at the bats on this slate. 13-game slate, catcher's position. Salvio versus Matt Boyd at 52 is a very good play for paying up because uh, Salvi crushes everything, plus crushes lefties. And what's Matt Boyd like to do? Give up home runs. So no problem with that one at all. But if you want to save some cash, get into the 4K range, you definitely can do that. If you're not using Gutierrez, Omar Narvaez at 43, Eric Haas at 42 versus Keller, both nice plays there. If you're stacking up Pittsburgh, which you definitely can, uh, Stallings is 4,000 versus Leicester. He's been in like fifth in that Pirates lineup. Makes for a good stack piece as well. Uh, below the 4K range now, we can save some more money. If you think Alex Wood is broken, uh, Carson Kelly at 3500 bucks is a nice price tag for the D-backs in, uh, against Wood. But really, the play I want, unless you're paying up for like probably Salvi, my top play, Max Stassi, 3100 bucks versus uh, Manaya. Stassi's been hitting fifth most games for the Angels. He's got tons of power. Um, yeah, Manaya, uh, Stassi at, at 31 versus Sean Manaya. Love that play. Love it a lot. If you're still looking for more value, though, Jorge Alfaro is twenty eight hundred bucks. Ryan Jeffers is twenty nine versus Marco Gonzalez. Those are both nice cheapies if you want those. Uh, and Jake Rogers is twenty four versus Keller. So you got some other cheapies below three k if you want. But for me, the catcher I want tonight is Max Stassi at thirty one hundred dollars. First base position. Uh, somehow Chris Bryant is now first base and outfit eligible. He just keeps jumping all over the place. But the most important part: Cubs facing a lefty. Chris Bryant, Fuego first lefties. Fuego this season, but first lefties. So Brian at 59, we uh, we checked that box for sure. Uh, but probably playing in the outfield because your top first base play, especially if paying up, is Matty Olson at 57. Double dong for you on Sunday. Um, he had, he's had three homers in the last two games. He's crushing baseballs, and he gets the one, the only, Dylan Bundy, everybody. Dylan Bundy, everybody raise a hand for the biggest gas can in baseball right now. So, uh, yeah, we'll look to target Dylan Bundy yet again because even when people said he looked better his last start, he still was not striking guys out, still putting a lot of balls in play. Giving up a lot of contact. Um, so, yeah, give me some Matty Olsen at 57. We'll jump back on that train. Oakland is very live again this evening. Uh, Vladito, definitely if you're stacking Toronto at 55. No problem with that at all. Um, going below, though, yeah, Hosmer and Coors at 49. It is Gomber. Gomber's been really good at home, like really good sub-2 ERA at home, and he's owned the Padres this year. I don't have the stones to play Gomber and Coors. We've played Gomber before, not in Coors. Um, but uh, you got Hosmer at 49 if you choose to take that route. I think Baltimore is very live again tonight. Shocker, I know, but RC, uh, RJ Mejia at 45 or at, is not good. So you got Mancini at 4,500 uh, as a starter uh, for the Orioles. A few others to take a peek at. You know, if you're stacking the Angels, you can go Jared Walsh versus Benaya. I prefer the right-handed bats versus Benaya, but Jared Walsh is 43. He went deep on Sunday. Would make your Angels track even more contrarian if you're going that direction. Uh, Dan Vogelbach, if you're not using Gutierrez, is 4K. That's a nice price point. So is Goldschmidt at 4,000 versus Garrett Goldie. Was swinging it really, really good for a while there, but he's still hitting 300 over his last two or 10 games with a couple home runs. Maybe he's starting to heat back up, but he's 4,000 in a good matchup versus a young lefty in Garrett. So uh, not bad for Goldie. A few others. Bobby Bradley's up to 3,700 because he keeps raking. So I hope you guys are playing him when I had him like around 2K. But he's 37, still a great matchup versus Kramer. Uh, it's either going to be Kramer or Harvey. We've seen both. I think it's going to be Kramer, but either way, great spot for Bradley at 37. Uh, Mitch Moreland, a nice value at 36 if you're not paying up for Matt Olson. Moreland at 36, hitting fourth or fifth in the A's lineup is very, very viable. Um, other than that, we'll slide down just to make sure. Like Rowdy Telez is 27 if you want to get freaky against uh, Eovaldi. That's a, a value for you. And then Bobby Dahlback's 21 if you believe Manoa. Ain't going to have it. And Dahlback's been homering like crazy. We've talked about him a lot. I've wrote, written him up for the values article at rotoballer.com a couple times this past week. He's hitting dongs. He's 2,100. 
So if you want to jump on that one, you think it's a game stack situation, you can get some Bobby D real, real cheap. Second base position now, you get Whit Merrifield versus lefty. You can always jump on that train at 55 if you so choose. You got Simeon in your Toronto stacks at 5,000. Both really good plays, preferably both in stacks if you want to, but not bad looks. There's just cheaper options if you want one-offs tonight. Like I'd rather have Ryan McMahon at 45 versus Lamette or Weathers, whichever one pitches for San Diego. I'm seeing both. Uh, McMahon and Coors at 45 is a really good price tag. If you're stacking Cleveland, Cesar Hernandez is swinging an extremely hot bat, even though it's some power. So he's 4,500 in your stacks. If not, if you're in that range, you're playing McMahon and Coors. But Hernandez is good there. Jonathan India versus a lefty and Lauer at 43. <laughs> Heck, Jed Lowry's heating up. So this is why you don't really need to pay for Merrifield or Simeon, to be honest. You got these mid-4K options that are pretty good. Like if you're stacking Oakland, you use Lowry. If you're stacking Cincinnati, you use India. If you're stacking Cleveland, you use Hernandez. Like they're all sitting right there in that same happy place uh, in this one. Some cheaper ones like Luis Urias, 4,100. He's really doing well. I've talked about him a lot lately. He's got that multi-eligibility. I even talked about him for season-long stuff on bench with Bubba. Uh, I like his talent profile. He's going to play a lot with Colton Wong out. So Luis Urias, second base, third base at 4,100. Uh, Zach McKinstry has been getting some good run for the Dodgers. He's second base outfield with um, Muncie on the IL. McKinstry should be starting pretty much every day. He went three for three on Sunday with the double. Um, he's, he's been swinging a really, really good stick. So 3900 bucks for McKinstry. Good price point uh, for him. A few others if you're going down the list here. Uh, value wise, like Christian Arroyo at 34, he's on fire right now, which is weird to say, especially as the next giant that, that stings a bit. But he's 3,400 bucks. Uh, Joe Panic, if he cracks lines, 29. But your punt play and probably your cash game play at second base, if you just want to save some money, or you can do it at shortstop, either way. But Brendan Rodgers is only 2,900 bucks in Coors versus uh, Lamette or Weathers, whichever one. But Rodgers is swinging a really, really good stick. Tony Kemp, second base outfield, is 2,800 bucks, potentially leading off for Still and Bundy. So you got some super nice values here. Definitely cash game viable plays with Kemp and Rogers on DK that opens up cash all over the place for you. So you can do that for sure and uh, mix and match some goodies for you right there. Third base position, you can go J-Ram 100% if you're stacking Cleveland at 57. You got Devers at 56. I'd almost rather have J-Ram at 57. I actually would, obviously, against Kramer or Harvey compared to Manoa. That's pretty simple, but I uh, like both those spots there. Justin Turner's 54 if you're stacking the Dodgers. I uh, got Machado and Coors at 53, uh, Donaldson at 51. So a couple nice looks there. Give me Machado in that grouping as well. But Yohan Moncada, very nice contrarian play at 5,000. The red hot Matt Chapman at 4,900 bucks. Another big day on. He's homer to back to back games now. He's got 14 or more points in three straight games. He's heating up, folks. Seven hits over his last three games. 4,900 bucks for his Bundy. Uh, Rendon versus the lefty at 47. Don't hate it. I'd rather have Chapman at 49, personally. And then you got McMahon at 45 if you want to save some cash and Coors. But you got Cabrian Hayes at 4,300 bucks versus Johnny Lester. Love the price tag. I think it's too cheap for that matchup. I think John Lester is washed. Really good spot for Cabrian Hayes at $4,300. Kevin uh, Biggio came off the IL, I believe, on Friday for the Blue Jays. He's put up 5, 22, and 23. He's got six hits in these three games, back-to-back games with home runs. So Kevin Bijou at 39, a nice cheap piece of the Toronto onslaught against Nate Eovaldi. Uh, cheaper options for you on this slate. Not too many compared to these other positions. Like I mentioned, Panic earlier at 29 if you need to. But um, honestly, I think I'm paying up at the position. Like Mikel Franco is 25 versus Mejia. That's an uber cheap play for Baltimore if you need to go there. But give me the um, basically the uh, $4,300 Cabrian Hayes or higher on this slate. Shortstop. Tatis and Coors 61 might be too cheap. We'll see. He had a grand slam on Sunday. He's just a freak. But you got the um, 
you got Bogarts if you're stacking to Boston, but preferably Bichette at 52 versus Evaldi. Uh, I like that price tag. Like he, Bichette's probably the hottest hitter outside of Ladito on the Toronto Blue Jays. So I like that a lot for Bichette. A value, though, in um, we got Story and Coors only 45, especially if it's the lefty Weathers. Story versus a lefty is a beautiful thing, especially at home. So 45 for Story. But Chisholm at only 44 versus Wayno is extremely cheap. And Francisco Lindor at 42, and not to mention Brandon Crawford at 41. So again, you don't really got to pay up here, especially in cash. Chisholm's a really good play, but Lindor and Crawford, phenomenal cash game type prices. Yeah, Gavin Lux at 39, phenomenal cash play uh, price range. I might rather have Crawford than Lux, but really good values if you're not paying all the way up at the position. Uh, Paul DeYoung is back. He's only 34 versus the lefty Garrett. Another guy to keep in mind, DeYoung did go deep over the weekend. Uh, so you got that going for it. Two offers and a uh, home run. So Paul DeYoung's back, folks. That that sums up Paul DeYoung in a nutshell. I'm going to go just bananas or do absolutely nothing for your roster. Paul DeYoung's 3400 bucks. We love him for that plus or minus tournament value. Um, Brendan Rodgers mentioned that $2,900. Really, really good price tag. Second base shortstop eligible at the position. All right, outfield where you know we're going to have all Z plays. All Z plays as always. Uh, Yellick's up to 62, which is pretty crazy. Winker, 61. Both good plays, but like honestly, I'd rather have Soto at 6K. Uh, I'd rather have Bryant at 59. I'd rather have Betts, who homer to get on Sunday at 58, over those two guys up top. Like I love Winker, preferably versus a righty, not a lefty. Still a good play if you're stacking Cincinnati, but give me Soto, Bryant, and Betts. That's one-offs, but it gets better. Uh, when you go down cheaper, you got Nelson Cruz, who went deep on Sunday facing a lefty. That's in play, but Tommy Pham and Coors versus lefty at 5K is very nice. One of my favorite plays on the entire slate is Nick Castellanos at 48 versus Lauer. Cassie's hitting everything, but especially left-handed pitching. So Cassie at 48 is somebody you should uh, circle a few times. You got Mark Connett uh, leading off for uh, Oakland at 47. If you're stacking Oakland, you're, you're, you're playing Mark Connett. Bryce Harper's only 45 versus Tony Gonsolin. That's a very nice price tag, and so is Starling Marte. Like, as much as I love Casty, I probably love Marte. Like, Marte should be in your cash games. He's 4,400. I talk about it all the time. The dude does a little bit of everything. He racks up double-edged points time and time again. Starling Marte at 44 is outstanding. I got Will Myers and Coors at 44. Not a bad tag. Teoscar Hernandez double-donged on Sunday. He's 43. Uh, I got Verdugo at 42 is a nice value as well. The Schwarbaum. Double donged on Sunday. He's a uh, 41. He's still a tournament only play because it's usually home run or bust. But the Swarbomb at 41, someone to keep in mind. He's hit like three homers over the last couple days. So maybe maybe he's figuring it out. We'll see. Tyler O'Neill at 4K versus Garrett. Nice tournament play versus the lefty Garrett. Um, a few other cheapies. Uh, Trent Grisham should be back for the Padres in Coors Field at 4,000. Mentioned McKinstry earlier is only 3,900. I'm not going to re- get to everybody because it's a loaded, loaded slate. Ramel Tapia is only 38 in Coors. Uh, Rec, uh, Robbie Grossman's only 38, and that's very, very nice value as well. Justin Upton at 37 versus Manaya. Check, please. Like that one quite a bit. Jake Furley at 36, good value versus Maeda. But Cedric Mullins at 35. Baltimore, great stack again. Very, very affordable. Like they just keep luring me in, and it's been working more often than not, which is good. But Cedric Mullins at 35, leading off. He had the day off on Sunday. I uh, got Duggar at 34. If he's got a good spot in that Giants lineup versus Peacock, who's not very good. So you can jump back on that one. Brian Reynolds is only 33 versus Lester. You got Jonathan Daza in Coors at 33. That'll be a nice little value for you. You got Mount Castle at 32 if you want to go that route. Uh, a few others down here at the low 3K. Seth Brown's only 3,100 for the A's versus Bundy. You can look his direction. Um, a few others. You know, I don't want to target Glass now, so I'm going to pass on that one. 
Austin Hayes is back. He's 28. We got Tony Kemp. We talked about 2,800 bucks on a really good matchup versus Dylan Bundy as someone you can exploit. And then it's pretty much just check the lineups to see what stands out because there will be a few more. Maybe Jorge Mateo cracks the Padres lineup. He's 2,500. Stuff like that. Like DJ Stewart's only 2,300 bucks. He let off on Sunday. Uh, he's hitting like 330 over the last two weeks. The dude's actually hitting the baseball plus with some power. So you got DJ Stewart at 2300 bucks for his Mejia and company. So definite value to be had uh, on this slate, as always, especially in the outfield. But we have some second base and some shortstop values. Recapping your pitching, Lynn and Glass now facing off in Chicago. Both phenomenal plays, both in play. Both You can put both in cash together. Give me Lynn over, over Glass now, hoping for lower ownership, big-time upside against the blue, uh, a, red, a raised team striking out over 30% of the time. First right-handed pitching of late. Wainwright, Wood, Manoa in the 8K range. All in play. I'd probably go Wainwright, Manoa, Wood. But Wood is that sneaky, probably the best GBP potential out of the three. Just might have the biggest bust potential as well. Yeah, Gutierrez at $6,900 is my cheapest play for now. Hopefully a couple more check the boxes when we see some lineups because we're going to need some unless you want to keep punting with bats, which you can't. There's tons of it on the slate, as we mentioned. But if you have any further questions, I'm on Twitter at BDEntrick. Hit me up over there or come join me in the Fantasy DGen Slack chat. I'll be there on and off throughout the day. If I'm not there, there's plenty of great guys helping each other build some winning lineups in the chat room. Uh, watch bench, uh, Listen to Bench with Bubba. Give a rate review there. If you give a rate and review on iTunes for MLB DFS Quick Kits as well, I would truly appreciate it. The Always Pressing PGA DFS podcast preview in the U.S. Open will drop for you guys on Monday, so get the goods there. Uh, check out the video of this podcast on the Rotoballer YouTube channel. Subscribe, like, and share the good stuff over there. And more importantly, good luck on your Monday. Uh, I'll be back with you guys on Tuesday, but for now, MLB DFS Quick Hits, Monday, June 14th edition of the books. I'm out. Yeah.